Good afternoon. It's really nice to have you along. This is, well, it's good afternoon for us. It might not be good afternoon for you, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. This is Women Rising, and it's an absolute pleasure to have Jerry Searle Matthews with me today. Hi, Jerry. Thank you for coming. Um, Jerry, of course, is the owner of a clinic which is called Fit for Life there in City Mill Lane, in case you haven't been. It's quite a, a, a lovely place. I go quite often and there's lots of things there that will attract your attention. Um, lots of different uh, supplements and um, potions and pills to make you beautiful. That's one of the things she does. I'm sure she does a lot of things. This is why I've asked Jerry because A, she's a woman with a business in Gibraltar and I think that in itself deserves um, a little bit of recognition. Also, she's been going for 17 years. And I still remember the day when you were on Telebingo with David Hoare. Yes. In the casino, <laughs> which is not even, doesn't yes. even exist anymore. Yes. Um, I think I even, I don't know, I don't, I've, I've got a video of it somewhere. I don't know why. And I remember seeing you very, very, very young you. So, Jerry, you've come a long way. Yeah, like, like you said, I, I've done a complete 360. I started as, um, in modeling. So I had my, right. my modeling career. That's how I started. And in 1993, I got my big break and I started doing uh, shows for Telecinco. I've also... Uh, no, I didn't know that. Yes. That is a surprise to me. I, I worked in TV. For, in Spanish TV. In, Sp- obviously in Spanish TV. In Jib, there probably wasn't much scope to do that? Uh, I, I was actually living in Spain at the time. I, oh, okay. I, I'd gone to live in, in Spain and obviously there was more opportunities there. And I did work um, in a gym and I remember one day somebody coming up and saying, have you got a bikini? And I said, no, I, but I, you know, I've got my, my gym gear, I can wear my, my leotard. And he said, no, 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 it, does, it doesn't matter. Um, there's this casting in Hotel El Fuerte. Um, you would be perfect for this program if, if, you, if, you, you know, if you'd like to audition. So I didn't have a bikini. I went to the audition. <laughs> Somebody gave me a bikini. I was very, very skinny at the time. So the bikini me quedaba fatal. <laughs> and I had to walk in and there was obviously the crew of Telecinco that they were uh, doing this summer program. I got the job, but I didn't have an agent. So that was another obstacle. So a lady that was there, she said, listen, you cannot um, work unless you've got an agent. So she became my agent. There was an agency, Gosh. obviously. Was yeah. she was she well known? This lady. She was well known. Uh, she was uh, Danish. She had a lot of girls on her books, and she took me on, and that was the start of my career. That's uh, incredible. So you went off to Madrid. I did go to Madrid. Uh, modeling. Um, I did uh, a few catwalk shows for Agatha Ruiz de la Prada, Jordi Cuesta. Um, I also did more t- uh, television work. So I also did a lot of music videos. Uh, I did Canal Sur. Uh, I did a lot of adverts. Que bueno, Jerry, what fun. Sí. How old were you? Una yeah. niña. I was, no, I was actually in 1993. I was 27 or, yeah, 27 wow. years old. Yeah. What fun. Yes, it was fun. And was there money in it? I mean, yes, yes. I mean, this, uh, I shot a program, uh, Las Noches de Tal y Tal, when Jesus Hill was uh, was alive and he was um, a very prominent figure in Marbella. And we shot for 20 days. And in obviously in, in 1993, I think I got nearly 4,000 pounds 
for 20 wow. days. So <laughs> the, money, days, the money was good. Days, it was quite good. And what yes. did you have to do? We went all over the place. I mean, we, we shot in different hotels, the Marbella Club, Puente Romano, El Fuerte. And all the nice places. Yes, and it was, the program was a, a, a music show, and you'd have, like, all the famous people in Spain. Like, you had um, somebody that was a comedian that was very well known, then you'd have all these acts that were, you know, current at the time, doing, you know, their, their, their little bits, and and you'd have an interview with a special person and uh, all I did was wear a bikini, look pretty. Look good. Yes. yes. But I did the Benny Hill as well. Did you do yes, Benny I worked Hill? with Benny da, 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 da. Did you run Running around, around no, the pool? I can't believe you yes, did that. Yes, I did. Jerry, I what did. a claim to fame. Yes. Wow. Yes, I did all that and then I so decided... You, where was that, in Spain or did you go that, to London as well? That was in Spain. I did wow. with... Then I did get uh, signed up by Avenue, which was the same uh, modeling agency that had Brooke Shields on their books. So with that um, agency, I went to Portugal. Girl, I went um, to uh, to Spain. I went to London as well. Mm. So what? Uh, what well, brilliant fun! Yes, yes. What an experience that, as well for you. That was a traveling yeah, that around. Was good fun. Yeah. From there, what happened was that I obviously I had uh, the backup of my studies, mm. and I became. Uh, one of the top trainers in the National Register for Personal Trainers in the UK. I was actually uh, number three from the top ten. But that was also because of the people that I used to train. So I were had... They, were they famous people? Yes. I mean, I trained I Sean Connery, Dolph Lundgren. I also um, did a lot of... Uh, apart from famous actors I also did actors that were in the West End uh, shows I used to um, you know train them to make them fit for one of them was Starlight Express because they used to wear these um, big skates which were five kilos wow. on each foot so they were every three months they were getting injured so I used to do a lot of uh, injury prevention as well with them um, I also and you were trained to do all this I yes. mean you've gone to to become a personal trainer I've trained um, uh, athletes as well I actually used to have the tennis players in Puente Romano before the Alanga Ross so you, did you take Gibraltar with you everywhere you went? Were you allowed yes. to mention Gibraltar when you were in Spain? How did that go down? It was it, it was a period where the, you know things with Spain weren't really that great. Yeah. Um, although they were trying because. It, they were trying to be a little bit more democratic, but, mm. you know, I mean, it's hard now, mm. but it was harder then. Yeah. And I remember in the program, the Telecinco program, the director and producer actually saying to me, you say that you are British and you're from the UK. And don't mention Gibraltar. And don't mention Just Gibraltar. And I remember yeah. being in the jacuzzi with, um, uh, there were six of us, and we we had this scene in the jacuzzi where, with the mayor of Marbella, and I said to him, I'm from Gibraltar. <laughs> you told him? <laughs> yes. And what did he say? Um, nothing. I mean, oh, well, you that know. was good. But I wasn't, I wasn't going to say I wasn't from Gibraltar. And everywhere I went, I was always saying that I was from Gibraltar. And did it ever cause you any, any yes. problem? Uh, I think that it probably closed a few doors for me. Um, 
because I did see that there was a, a, a little bit of favoritism for other people and not necessarily because they were they were they were better than no than just I because was. of the Gibraltar issue you but because of the Gibraltar yeah. issue but I didn't I, I, I didn't mind and I didn't mind because at the time I was also having you know uh, another line of work so mm. so you had work and you, and you were having fun and so yes. you carried on and you lived in different places yes for how long did this go on till you came back to Jib? I I actually went back to study. I'd never done the sciences at school, but I decided that I was going to go back to university. And I went back to university in 1997, mm. four years later, mm. and I decided to do health. So health studies. Health or? studies. So I went through a completely different pathway, and when I finished the the studies, I went into research. I was quite lucky. I went into obesity research at, at, at the start. And then I did, I worked um, for the health authority in Barking and Dagenham. And the team that I formed or, or we pioneered was called Fit for Life, which is why I carried it oh. over to my clinic when I came back to, to Jib. And we pioneered all the rehabilitation programs that we have today. The first one we did was the cardiac rehab in St. George's Hospital. And you uh, brought hospital. that with you to Jim? Yes. I actually so spoke with the Minister for mm -hmm. Health at the time. Mm -hmm. And there was no cardiac rehab in Gibraltar. I was introducing it to in Holland, in hospitals around Rotterdam at the time. And I did come here to do the cardiac rehab. But in the end... Um, it was done, uh, you know, by uh, Jerry Fortuna, oh, yeah, which, does, right. which does a very good job. Yeah. But the program is is mine. I mean, we co-wrote it, the exercise side of it. Mm. Obviously, there was uh, scientists and doctors, everybody involved, you know, mm. in the in these programs. But we did the cardiac, we did stroke programs, we did multiple sclerosis. And this is all stuff that you learned in England when you did your 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 degree or yes, your course. The, yeah, this was now the the BSc honors degree that. That, that you, I did. What, what university did you go to? I went to East London University. Okay. Yes, you know? I didn't know the first the first time I went to the UK. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I wanted to be, and slowly, like you say, you mm. know, I I I went down this path, and I knew that there was something in there for me. Mm. And I was already doing a lot of personal training. I was already, you know. Tra training uh, uh, normal people as well. Normal. We're all normal, you know. People that are not in the in the public eye as well. I would help anybody and and and, and anybody. But um, the health, I think, you Is know, what, what, yeah, what, what drove you? What really? drove me yeah, to go back to university? And when did you eventually come back to Gibraltar? I came back in two thousand and four. So I was away for a long, a long time. I, I did come back and forth, obviously, because mm, my family is here, yeah, yeah. my, my mum and dad. Uh, but I didn't come to settle until 2004. And then you came to Jib and did you know what you wanted to do? I came to Jib and I took... Because Jib was probably very different when you yes, came back. Yes, it was very different. The, obviously the border was open and and there was more opportunity. That's right. And I did 
well, I thought that I was taking a calculated risk. And what I did, because we were, when I came back from the UK and we had pioneered so many things in the UK, I still had this pioneering um, ideal. Mm. And I thought, right, so now what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a clinic, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to integrate conventional medicine with holistic therapies. Never done before. We were the first um, integrated uh, medicine clinic in Gibraltar. I know now everyone has seen that the blueprint works and it's successful and all clinics have it now. But at the beginning, I lost a lot of specialists that didn't really want to work alongside holistic treatments or therapies because they didn't believe in it. Yeah. So in the end, it wasn't a calculated risk. It was a huge risk. Yeah. But I stuck but to my it. guns. You yes. were brave. Yes. Yes, I was. Now that I look back. Yeah, but that's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Because... You have to be brave to grow. Yes, yes. And to come out of your comfort zone. And it made me take the holistic approach because... Which worked. Which which works beautifully, yeah. Because what I... When I do do my... my um, you know my my investigations or uh, you know when i when i want to see what people really want then or my you know i survey something what i do find is when i get into now that we have social media and we've got yeah. facebook and twitter and you know we've got all these pages where people can belong to mm. for for different conditions what i do see is that even though there's and, and conventional medicine obviously has a very important place and and if you've got cancer or if you've you know you you need uh, you you can't go all natural you need to you know of to course, go to your doctor yeah, yeah, yeah. and you've got to be responsible about about your health mm. i do find that a lot of people are always asking how can i cure this naturally what can i take Mm. That is natural. Whereas before we had the old wives' tales, yes. like put all you know onions on your feet and your cold will go. Yes, yes. I mean, like I mean, medicine is all around you. Mm. Medicine is in the plants, in the trees, everything around you. What made me, what made me change my mind about having you know uh, pills for absolutely everything was seeing my grandmother and, and her generation going to the pharmacies and coming out with a plastic bag full, full of, of pills. pills. You know, I used to look at that and I used to say to my granny, for every pill you take, you have another pill. So I thought there's yeah. something not quite right there because if you're taking a pill that is giving you X amount of side effects, then you've got to take other pills. To combat the side effects. Yes, to co counteract yes. your side effects. So this also made me want to do more research into essential oils, mm. you know, and, uh, and uh, natural medicine, which is what I do in the, in, in the clinic. So you start your business in 2004. Yes, in, five, for in 2005. It was a year later. After, yeah. Fit for life in City Mill Lane. Yes. You, so you've always been in the same place? I've always been in the same place. Okay. Yeah. And how does it start? I mean, the risk, you, it, it, you realize soon enough that it's, it's paying off, that people are liking what you're doing. Yes. I mean, we have 
we we have a lot of services. Obviously, I was all, all, also very open. I also wanted to give everybody a chance. So we have at Fit for Life. We were like, you know, if anybody had an idea and anybody wanted to try it out, we were the the clinic for you to come and approach. So I remember these Belgians coming with these um, suits that you that gave you like electric shocks, you know, oh. and, and it would. Uh, <laughs> And I thought, yes, why not? Let's try it. After three months, and we saw that, that, that it was a gimmick. For it what? was instead of instead of people having to spend one hour exercising, okay. the contraction of the muscle from the shock was supposed to give you the same results in okay. like 30 minutes. So <clears throat> we tried it. Mm. I mean, I'm just you know mm, give an example, gi yeah, gi giving you a, a quite odd example because obviously we're 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 not about gimmicks or things that don't work, but we do give people a chance and. And if there's a new um, therapy that might work or might help somebody, mm. you know, then 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 we do um, look into it. We do look into it, and we do give that uh, practitioner a chance to see if it's going to work at our clinic. A lot of things have worked and stayed. A lot of things haven't. haven't. Obviously, the person has to be fully qualified because we are also, you know, accredited. We, accredited. Yeah, we have a very, very tight clinical governance because the safety of the patient is paramount, and the good medical practice is something you know that is mm. very important when you run a clinic. Hi, everyone. I'm Jerry, the owner of the Fit for Life Medical Center in Gibraltar. I'd like to tell you about the services we offer to take care of your health and well-being. Our specially conditioned exercise room offers exercise prescriptions including cardiac, MS and stroke rehab among other conditions. Nutritionists, naturopaths and functional medicine doctors who treat your body naturally and holistically. Health store to complement your health needs, holistic massages including Ayurvedic and oncology massage, anti-aging treatments including beauty, laser therapy and aesthetic medicine, a plastic surgeon to enhance your natural beauty, DNA and microbiome testing, osteopathy, sports therapy, ultrasound and infrared therapy to manage pain and prevent injury. Fit for life for your health and well-being because everyone deserves to be fit for life. Fit for life, 25 Citimin Lane. What challenges did you face and were they because you were, the, were a woman or not? At the beginning, I think uh, I, I didn't want to I didn't want to put that um, label, you know, that, oh, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm not getting uh, taken seriously because I'm a woman. You know, I, I wanted to 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 see past that, even though in the workplace, you know, there's mm. still a long way to go. But for me, it was my business. I was the owner, so I could do or undo. So I didn't really have the problem of, you know, of, of not being taken seriously, seriously yeah. because I was the owner. So maybe I was a little bit more respected mm. because I was the owner. What did other people think of you? Other, other establishments maybe doing that kind of thing? Did they think you were uh, progressive and... and I, I they, they look at you with respect and I I think I think obviously we pioneered the idea of having mm, um, holistic 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 therapies mm. in 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 our clinic 
uh, obviously I also had a lot of doctors that said listen you know we can't uh, work with you because I can't uh, you know I can't mm. be a specialist and have somebody doing acupuncture in the next room or mm. or you know uh, um, any holistic therapies whether it, whether it was functional medicine which we also have or natural medicine from the naturopath so and we wanted to work as a team mm. because it's very important to be able to refer from one doctor to to the next whether it's a holistic therapy that you need or whether it's a, a specialist therapy that you need so I, I, I did find that I had a lot of resistance with some of the... I still kept my friendship till yes. today, Yes. you know, because they were all part of my team and, and we didn't um, uh, finish in bad terms, but some of them left and went to other clinics. But Fit for Life was the a third clinic in Gibraltar. There wasn't... It's not like it is today. The, the late Reggie Valerino was the first ever clinic in Marina, which is now mm. the college. Mm. There was Valma, and then there was Fit for Life. There was nothing. And that was it. There was nothing else. And Fit for Life was an, in, you know, integrated both therapies, which wasn't being done with the other two clinics. So it was a completely different sort of clinic. And what did you? What were your findings? Are we healthy in Gibraltar or not? What do you think from your patients who come to see you? Um, I th I think that. We are getting for uh, well, obviously, I think Gibraltar has grown so much that I think that we're more aware. I really think that the the health service and the way that they create awareness is incredible for a little <coughs> town Place like that's Jib. become yeah. a city yeah, yeah, that yeah. is a country, probably yes. the smallest country in, in, in the world. I think that we do pretty well and I think that the awareness is what makes people want to to be healthier. Mm. I think the amount of gyms that we have today yeah, and the yeah. amount of clinics that we have today yeah. is shows, you know, that people do take their health very seriously. I also uh, wanted to fight the obesity. So What I also did was I went to Bilbao to a very reputable um, lab lab up mm. in uh, up, up in Bilbao. I sat with um, some scientists and some doctors, and I created a, a, a medicine. I, I did my uh, natural medicine, my own product that wow. is uh, to help um, obesity. And how, how does it help? I, I have it in two forms. I have it in tablets, which already existed. What I did with the tablets was that I wanted to make them stronger. And in order to make them stronger, I had to put them into a powder form so that, you know, more ingredients could go in. Mm. And it could also, I wanted something that people could drink mm. because then it doesn't have to be digested. It goes, you know, straight, straight into, into your, your bloodstream, bloodstream and it's more effective. And so what I did was... I took what already existed and I made it better. I see. And um, so you discovered this pill that already existed. Yes, I was offered it and, by and the how, lab. And how did you? Uh, and I how thought did this, you know? how did this you is know? not good enough. You did a lot of research on different products that would. Mm. I I did a lot of research. Yeah, on uh, a lot of um, plants at the time. This product is completely natural. And you patented it and everything. I. They have the patent. The lab, the 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 lab, 
uh, are the ones that produce the the you know this supplement for me, but it's mine. They cannot sell it to anybody else in the world. That's incredible. Only me. What's it called? It's uh, I've got two two lines. I've got figure line. Uh, which are the the powders, and I've got uh, DS Linea, which is the tablet form. What I did was that I I started researching the thyroid, and this is what brought me to make this product. I had like a eureka moment, mm-hmm. and I thought, okay, if the thyroid increases metabolism, then if I can find something that I can put into this natural product, obviously I can't tell you what my ingredients are because... No, of course. Um, yes, yeah, somebody else might somebody come along, else and, might come along and, and do it with more money because there's always somebody with more money than you mm. and more, you mm. know, and and, uh, and and can do it better than you, I'm sure. To be, to, to be fair, I'm quite proud of this product yeah, because every absolutely. time I go back to the lab and I say, can we improve this? They always say to me, nope. What's important, Jerry, to you to be successful? Um, the thing is that different people think about success, I suppose, in different ways. Some people think uh, success is to to make a lot of money, uh, and other people uh, like the the satisfaction of what they do. And the second one is definitely, definitely me. I, I didn't get into the health business to to be a millionaire. I know that probably there are some clinics out there, you know, that make a lot of money and and uh, go on to open, you know, other uh, branches of clinics. But for me, the first thing was that I wanted to do something for my community. I wanted to care for people which is why I, I got into the business and it's the satisfaction of somebody coming up and saying wow you know fit for life uh, the best service uh, even other clinics because we also you know um, refer to other clinics and they also say oh the best clinic to work with is the fit for life medical center so you, ref- you refer other clinics to your patients Yes, that, if that we do don't things that you don't exa- do. exactly yes okay and we have so, we, we have relationships and we collaborate with 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 other clinics in Gibraltar so what is your biggest success story do you have one you get people drawn to you because obviously I met dr. Uh, Baron Parry because you know you you draw these people to you people that want to do the same things that that you want to do or accomplish but one of the things that I am very, very proud of is during COVID, I got in touch with two teachers, uh, one from uh, Prior Park and one from Loreto. They're both IT, and I told, I, I, I sponsored them. I didn't tell them because we, we came together as a team, and I sponsored them to create the FitFob. And what the FitFob was, was um, it was like a little uh, key uh, th- um, fob, like a fob, like a fob, where people could just put it into their keyring and they didn't have to touch anything. You had this fob where you could use it to touch door handles and open doors or lift buttons. And what we did was we got in touch with the with number six, 
and they helped us to distribute to all the over 70s for free. First of all, you know, you remember when COVID first hit Gibraltar, everyone was very scared. People Mm. thought that they were going to die and especially the over 70s, they felt quite vulnerable. They didn't want to go out from their homes. So I thought, you know, we have to give them that a little bit of freedom. We've got to give them some hope that if they're scared of touching things because this virus is so contagious, let's do something where they don't have to touch anything and they can Mm. go shopping and they can come back to their house and they haven't touched anything. They've been able Mm. to get in the lift. They've been able to open the the doors. That's incredible. How did did the whole COVID situation hit your business? It was terrible. Terrible because we remained open because we wanted to give that face-to-face um, service, service to mm. the patients, uh, to the clients. So what we did was we remained open, which meant that we weren't on the list to, for, for the help. Mm. And no money was coming in because obviously nobody, everyone was at home. Yeah. Nobody was out on the streets. The over 70s, it was illegal <laughs> for them, them to, to, go, come, out to anyway. go out anyway. So, you know, we had maybe uh, two, two practitioners a week just coming in. In, on different days so that you know they didn't have any any uh, you know they went with each other obviously we in reception did the same thing we had a bubble so no two receptionists were on the same shifts gosh and and patients would come in and, and have their treatments yes, but we would have maybe from having maybe 20 to 30 patients a day we were having maybe three a week wow so that's really, I mean, financially very Finan- tough on you. Financially, it was, it was awful. It was awful. After 15 years of being at a comfortable place, we went down to the wire and we had to start over. How do you yourself personally prevent burnout? Yes. What well, do you do? What I had to do? What I had to do was a little bit sad in a way for me because I had to stop seeing my patients and my clients and just uh, dedicate myself to the administrative uh, side of the of the business otherwise I wouldn't be able to do it I do take uh, work home with me at weekends I have a lot of paperwork because obviously you know we have like I mentioned earlier on we've got a very tight clinical governance at the clinic and we have to have appraisals and there's a lot of paperwork involved with mm. that but you know we have to adhere for all our licenses how do you manage your work life and home life balance I try, I try, I mean, obviously with the COVID, everyone hasn't, you know, we haven't been able to travel. But what we do try is we try to get away for two or three days because if we don't get away, we're working. Because Mm. I can stay um, weekends at home working mm. you know with 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 my daughter it's not so bad now because she's got her friends and they go out so it's it's not like when she was five or six and mm. I had to take her to the park or to the beach or to parties you know they do their own thing I our house is like the in-house to be for all of them so they, ev- so they all hang every in weekend house. I've got four or five uh, staying uh, m- Minimum mm. I've had for a sleepover is is four. <laughs> wow, Jerry! <laughs> so and you have to feed all these girls. And you have to feed them, and you know, 
Well, yeah, but you've got a big house and so they all yes, hang out and, they, and it's and, nice. And they enjoy it, yeah. There are lots of clinics, like you say, now yes. in Jib, doing different things. How is Fit for Life different? I wouldn't say better, because I'm sure everybody has a you know uh, something that they do really well. But how would you say it's different? With me, I'm very hands-on in the clinic. Yourself? Myself. I mean, I can tell you that something that's quite funny. There's a lot of people that don't even know that it's my clinic. There's a lot of people that come and say, Oh, Jerry, how long have you been working here? <laughs> and I'll say, from the day it opened, yes. I'm here right from the start. And they don't know it's yours. And they don't know it's mine because I'll be in reception. I'll be answering the phone. I'll be calling up people. I'm. You do everything. Yes. You know Apart your business from the admin. inside, inside out, out, which is I do how everything. it should be. I do my own accounts. <laughs> and Amazing. also, one of the things that we like to do, and, you know, a, a, a lot of people, the feedback that we that we have mm. from uh, from colleagues as well, you know, from other doctors, because we, we also collaborate with other hospitals in Spain. So from colleagues and from patients is that we, we are always... Uh, we're always there, 24-7. I mean, my husband sometimes says to me, it's Sunday and it's 11 o'clock. What are you doing answering your WhatsApp? You know, and it might be a patient that's yeah. asking, you know, for some advice. I help a lot of patients that have gone through surgery, a plastic surgery with a plastic surgeon. It not all the surgery that we do is to enhance your beauty okay some surgery that we do is is uh, is to help you with with your health i mean the plastic surgeon that we have i i i i do admire him i mean he's one of these surgeons that also uh, because as a team we've, we we kind of all have this trait that we want to help people so he also does a lot of surgery where he helps people mm, it's you know, not so much you know just yes i mean just last aesthetics. week it's really yes. helping somebody we had a nine-year-old boy with all his face uh, burnt and scarred yeah you know so, so he he changes lives as well it's not all i mean it must be wonderful boobs and, and bums boobs and bums yeah <laughs> and you have to share you have to share your your wealth you know I'm, me as a person i mean i'm sure um uh, you know I, I out there if anyone is listening to this po podcast they know who they are uh, fit for life has sponsored many athletes they, you know, we, we've also given prizes for large events, for charity events. We sponsor contestants for different shows. Um, you know, you we're get involved in the community, yes, like right we're in there. We're, obviously, we don't uh, expect anything back. We've also given anonymously. You know, I know when the COVID, were, uh, we, we weren't really in a position to, to be able to, to, to give out a lot of money, but we did to the GHA as well. Mm. Brilliant. And we thought, well, if this well, is the last you. thing we do, we've well, done, done a good, we've done yep, a good you've thing. You've done something good to help others. Yes. I've got a couple more questions okay. for you. <laughs> I want to know what does the future hold for you and for Fit for Life? Okay, so well, I'm really, really excited to expand. I'm really excited about that. We've got some uh, ideas in the pipeline that we want to do with uh, with Fit for Life. We feel that it is a, a time to expand, and we need to 
probably enhance some of the um, therapies and services that we give. Uh, we've got a few people doing some masters because we really want to change. Uh, well, watch this space because I can't give too much away, but we are going to be expanding in the next. Exciting. Probably not this Very year exciting. because something fell through, yeah. but maybe next maybe next year and where do we see all this on your website yes we have a website we have a, a, fa the, a facebook the, uh, page okay what's the, the address of the website the website is www.fitforlifewiththenumber4.gi and the uh, facebook page is the same is fitforlifewiththenumber4.gi okay great jerry i uh, Thank you so much. It's Thank been a you. pleasure to listen to you. Oh, it's been lovely I've got being one here. more, one more yes, thing, which yes. is going to maybe catch you up. You've been very good with your answers. Okay. Tell me somebody that you look up to and why. Okay, somebody I look up to in as a colleague in my It could be anybody that maybe or? just you look up to that it maybe inspires you. It's two different things, inspire you, look up to, but somebody who, who's meant something in your life or somebody... I have to. I have to say my parents. I really have to say my parents. I mean, your mum is amazing. My mum is amazing. I think with her art. Yes, I think her kind of you know make, Example, making no. this career at you know nearly seventy years old and having so much drive and energy and and be successful and be so successful it has to be my mum my dad because he's everything I know uh, about business I've obviously you know been inspired by him or, or 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 even guided by him and both of them together I mean they're like they're like a bomb they're an explosion <laughs> of success and energy and good vibes and it, wonderful yes it has to be them lucky you Thank you. I think I'm very lucky too. And thank you for being here. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Women Rising, a series of talks where I've chatted to fabulous and inspirational women exclusively about their lives and their losses, their struggles and their successes, and their contribution to this world where they are empowering others and making a huge difference in our community. Thanks must go to my producer, Charlie Hurst, for putting this podcast together. Catch him at soundunit.co.uk. And a huge thank you also to Beatrice Garcia, who has designed and painted the podcast icon. She's at BeatriceGarcia.com. Should you like to advertise your business on my podcast, please get in touch and please like and rate the show on your favorite listening platform and comment also if you can. And should you want to get in touch with me, my email is rougejib at gmail.com.